What up? Welcome to a podcast with Mo. I am Mo. This is episode 344. On this episode, I'm joined by Snappy and at the very end, Skinny. Let's talk about Patreon, Merch Shop, Sickness, Canadian Truckers, Rogan, Chappelle, No Knock Warrants, and Basketball. Thanks for checking us out. What up? We're joined by Snappy. What's crackalacking? It's good to be backing. Uh, took a week off. Yeah, Just I, taking I did. a vacation. I did. I straight, I straight ghosted him like a puss. Uh, it, it was, it was a puss move. It worked out. We had Skinny on. I thought he did DZ. He's getting better than normal ones. Uh, I just talk at him, you know, for the most part. But then you text in the middle of us recording. So, you know, there was some drama involved. It was it worked out. So I saw it. Hell yeah. Um, I'm good. He needed to get some uh, regular energy out after that last musical. <laughs> no shit. Well, Man, he was hard to play off that one. Hopefully he'll show up at the middle of this episode because we're going to do a musical after this. And if so, he'll join us. But we'll see. Um I do need to get to the Patreon. Patreon.com slash podcast. You can go there and pay a dollar more a month and get early access to the episodes. Pay enough to be a co-producer like my mother, like it's your boy H2.com, like Graveyard Entertainment and Forgotten One. Uh, so y'all should go join join that shit. Appreciate it. And then uh, we have a merch shop at shop.spreadshirt.com slash podcast. If you would like a t-shirt or tote bag or whatever else the fuck they sell. Um, you should do it. Um, all right. So how how was uh your your week off? You know, you had a little COVID, right? Yeah, I finally got COVID. I guess it was finally my turn. Right. So the first I had a little, you know, since COVID was in my house, got a head cold on Monday on my shift. I was like, man, it, it, it's happening, man. And so I went and got tested, and I was positive. I had a head cold for like two days, and really, I felt pretty good all week. But Friday. One day I did get tired. I pretty much fucking slept the day away. Right. And my puked once. But yeah, it wasn't too bad overall. Like I had a head cold for two days and I pretty much had seven days off and I was just out home cooking good food and right. And uh so the second time I went and got <clears throat> tested is a little old lady nurse. And uh she goes, Are you vaccinated? I go, Yes, ma'am. And she goes, which one? And I go, Ivermectin, and her eyes bugged out, <laughs> and she looked at me, and I just busted up laughing after a couple of seconds. Right. She goes, I believed you. And I said, I know you did believe my redneck ass. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> there are doctors that are giving it. I mean, it's not, I know it's like it is the joke or whatever, but it's just crazy, you know, that, well, like, that's how it's viewed. It is a joke, man, but I mean, if, if it works, it works. I ain't tripping, but I had a lady... Customer the other day, she's like, they're trying to take our ivermectin away so they can put it in a pill form and try and take it away from us farmers. <laughs> she's mad about it. She right. goes, That's what we use. <laughs> she's serious too. Uh, well, the biggest thing I would say in the world at the moment is the Canadian truckers, and it might have already happened in America by the time this episode comes out. I've heard the day this episode comes out, American truckers are planning doing something similar. Now, I'm gonna be real honest, with everybody. I do not know at all all the details i've just been kind of seeing the background for the last week or two because i have a few canadian friends through music uh, on facebook 
And a couple, you know, I've been friends with for years and years. I don't even really fucking remember how I met them or what their songs are, but I've been friends with them so long. But I have some that are real liberal and I have some that are real conservative Canadians. And I think the conservative Canadians are very interesting because you don't ever hear about them, right? You just never hear about that group of people. And uh, they've been like really vocal about the trucker shit, right? And so to my knowledge, the truckers are against the the vaccine mandates, there shouldn't for, be a mandate yep. for all these things. Right. And um, I agree. I don't think there should be a mandate. Uh, and then people say, but there's mandates, those other things. But I do think it, we have to sometime have a conversation that an MRNA vaccine is a different thing than uh, the other style of vaccines we had. And they're about to word is have a new old style vaccine for COVID. Well, well so. we, the people of America are the customers. So if my customers are coming in and telling me that they want this product, but yet I keep choosing to sell this product, I'm not going to make no fucking money, and my customers are going to be unhappy. Well, well the cu- our, us customers I just think be- your analogy is not apt. I don't think oh, the government well, is a store and we're customers. Well, I think that's kind of the way they're treating us. I think like they're you're prison do guards, way. and we are prisoners. That's a little more. <laughs> that's more accurate. Yes, absolutely. I think we can buy that. It's like we're telling them, like, hey, we ain't for this, and like, fuck off. So quit pushing it. But and here's the thing, but it, you're saying, yes, we are saying whatever, but I don't know where necessarily. I haven't seen any large demonstration except the Canadian truckers well, that are really saying anything. And I think everyone's in their own bubble. So they're like, yes, you and your friends agree that way. And then all the liberal people think everyone thinks their way because on their Twitter friends, they're all talking about how, you know, whatever fucking social justice cause. So I don't think people really ever see the other side as much, but I'm glad to see these truckers. And apparently it's really causing some shit on the whole supply chain. Right. And American truckers may join forces soon, but what's happened. And this will come up later when we talk about Rogan. Cause I really got to talk about Rogan shit very much. Uh, is the media. And it's so obvious. I enjoy watching the news. Cause I enjoy how obvious it is. Like you could watch one day. They're like, there's a trucker thing. And the next is like, is that are they alt right? And then they're racist, like <laughs> within a week, right? And it's like they're truckers protesting something. I'm sure someone has a Confederate flag on some shit or something. Who the fuck knows? But they're like, yeah, they're all racist. That's why they're they're doing it. And then apparently in Canada, and I don't know again much, they're passing some laws where now protesters can be arrested and fined up to however much money. And that wasn't a law before when this started. So they're passing certain laws just so they can find these truckers. And I'm like, this seems really fucked up. But it is some shit we would totally do in America as well. So I'm not going to act like we wouldn't. That's the same shit as will happen here, too. They'll try to fucking outlaw protesting. But it'll be liberals that do it. So you'll be like, they had to. I'm cool with protesting, but I don't think it should be in the middle of a street and be able to block cars or anything. You should not be able to disrupt. You can protest in the lawn, but you stay off the goddamn street. That is not a protest. You're in violation at that point. Yeah, maybe. I think it's ballsy, and I like it. I like well, the truck. Well, if you're going to stand in the street, I'm going to keep on the gas well, pedal. they're not standing. They're in a truck. Oh, well, yeah. They they're literally have, they have miles and miles of semis blocking off the bridge between Toronto and Detroit. I yeah, think. the trucker situation. Hell yeah. They but, ain't get no goods nowhere. But then again, if it's the other way around, because you bring up a good point, if it was the Black Lives Matter had a bunch of semi-trucks blocking off a road, a lot of people that love the truckers would really hate that shit. So... Uh, you know, and they'd be like, oh, we're going to fucking blow them up. You know, there'd be all kinds of crazy talk. Yeah, they'd be calling so, the tanks and shit out. Yeah. If so, it was the U.S., like, it's not Canada. Canada's nicer, it seems like, on most cases. Right. But uh, if it was America, I could see them already calling the National Guard and trying to do that, uh, what, what was that, uh, martial law? Yeah. Yeah, I could see them doing some shit like that, or trying to. Right. It's all very interesting. And so, real quick on Rogan, is... Basically, what's happened? I'm sure most people in the fucking world know Joe Rogan has this huge podcast. It's uh gets a lot of fucking listeners. It's good. It's pretty decent. And um, 
I enjoy it, but I also listen to a lot of it. I'm not like just watching the news to tell me what he says and shit, but he's had people on that are like, Hey, what they're saying about the vaccine is not good. He's also had people on that's been like the CIA killed JFK, like, you know, a bunch of other horrible shit. If you're like a, a government bootlicker or whatever, you know, but it is the vaccine thing in general that gets him in trouble, right? He can say anything else about anything else and it's whatever. But if he says anything about the vaccines, it's like, holy shit. And they get all real pissed about it. Right? So they try to get him canceled for that. And he put out this little video and was like, Hey, listen, y'all want to put a disclaimer or whatever? That's fine. You want to fight misinformation? That's fine. But a lot of things I'm saying six months ago were false or now they're true. So like, it's not really misinformation, you know? So it's just, it's hard to determine. I think he had a really good rebuttal for it. Right. And then they responded to that with uh, the N word video. People may have seen it. It was all the time. Joe Rogan said the N word on his podcast. Now uh, I haven't watched it or anything. So I guess I'm, being dumb here for not watching or whatever, but it was put out by this group that's called like the Midas Touch Group. So people have looked into it and they're like DC or like Democrat super PAC people. And like they're doing this hit job on Rogan. They used to do it for Trump when Trump was president. So it's kind of like they're a new thing. They try to like get clicks and shit. Right? Like they're trying to go out to Rogan. And uh, I believe to my knowledge, Rogan, all those times he said it, he was doing it in a way of like, he wasn't saying the N-word or calling it to anyone maliciously. He was talking about the N-word. Like, the topic was the N-word, and he was like, you know, it's kind of crazy when you say this word, people act a certain way, but when you say it... How's you know, anyone going to learn on topics if you can't talk about them? Right. I'm, that's how I would say it. But also, people don't know, he, he has an adopted daughter, and I have, like, my dad adopted me. It's a very similar scenario Um, that's black, and... Someone will be like, well, that doesn't matter. I just think it would. I don't know. Like, I am my dad's kid. And I don't You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. like, I think that has to factor in a little bit. Uh, I mean, he goes on tour with Dave Chappelle, who's like an alpha male black man, you know, who would like probably check Joe Rogan if he was racist. You know, and like, there's, yes. all, there's just all these things where you're like, you know, he's not or whatever. There's probably not ill intent. And also something I think that gets lost a lot because it is a word. And I'm I've had a couple moments in my life where my black friends have just straight up told me in a conversation, you can say the N word. I will be cool with it because I like hip hop music and they think we're cool. And I, every time I laugh and I'm like, I'm not going to say it, man. I'm still not going to do it. Right. Yeah. But I mean, I appreciate it. It's cool or whatever. Maybe that's a Southern thing. Cause I've said to people on the East coast and they're like, I would never say a white person. I was like, I mean, that's fine. You know, I don't really care one way or the other. Um, but it is weird, but you can call someone and I've heard it. You can just call someone black but you can say it in such a way with such a tone that black, well, you know, that would be worse than the N word because it's about tone and intent and like what you're meaning behind it. Like all that is important. And uh, so anyway, Joe Rogan apologized for that. And he said he's cause on this podcast listen to one of them. He claimed he, he'd been waiting for that to come out because he kind of has always felt bad about it, you know, or whatever. And so he got that out of the way. But it's definitely just the media barrage on Joe Rogan. Like they really are wanting to get him canceled. But he has more viewers than they do. Joe Rogan is a voice of America. I mean, a good portion of Americans know know who Joe Rogan is and or listen to him. And like you said, he has persons of every facet on his show. Pro, anti, red, blue. Man, woman, it don't matter. He has them all. I listened all. to uh, Jimmy Dore today, which is a great podcast. I recommend to everybody um, the Jimmy Dore show. And he played a clip when Ben Shapiro was on Rogan. And, and you know, I'll enjoy i listen to that i remember it and ben shapiro says something how like well racism isn't real and joe goes what about red line laws what about this what about them not like like he he combats against ben shapiro like ultra conservative and he's pretty good speaker yeah and joe rogan checks him like immediately and when alex jones is on the last time he was on he like checked him a bunch like hold on alex let's fact check that you know like he just has dudes on and talks to him that's what a podcast is 
Um, and then what I always also see from like the more liberal side is they like try to hate on him of like, oh, the guy that hosted Fear Factor and he wasn't even a good stand up. And now he has this. And it's like, I actually I've loved Joe Rogan since his first Netflix stand up because I, I had Netflix from the very beginning of streaming and it was on there. And I was like, this is really funny. And he's talking about flying squirrel pussies and shit. Like it was really good it's for my college humor itself, you know, and uh, Fear Factor was amazing. And he made so much money doing it. But people I try to hate on him. But I'm like, to me, that further credits him like. He came from pretty lowly celebrity. He was a B tier celebrity, and then he obviously now he is got this. he got somebody's attention at each job where he's got where he's at now. Right, and so and then uh, Spotify, of course, want to keep him because it all, they say Joe Rogan's show gets enough listens that it is the equivalent as if a like a major artist dropped. 11 albums a day or an album every 11 days. I don't remember what it was. Something like that, right? Wow. It's something like, so they are going to pay him money. Now, I am really close to canceling my Spotify account. I just got to let some of my family members know because, you know, you can have like five or six people on it because uh, I'm probably going to switch a title because they just pay people a lot more money for the streams. But it isn't against Joe Rogan. I'm assuming if I can listen to Joe Rogan on Spotify, but it's just uh, when you start seeing some of these numbers recently, you're like, they can pay Joe Rogan that much money and they can't pay uh, musical artists anything. You know, you get that. I think it's 330 streams for a dollar. So what you get pay something like that. You know, it's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not even that good. Um, but titles like a third of that. Like they pay like three times the amount. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I feel like we should, I should switch to that. And so people get paid a little bit more money. But anyway, yeah. Um, Oh, another fun part about the Rogan N-word video that came out, you know, and everyone's like, well, there's context, you know, you got to look in context and the quote unquote liberal side uh, or mainstream media was they want to ignore that fact. So then a lot of Rogan fans started putting up the old Biden N-word video where he's like in a city hall little thing. And he's like, we don't need no fancy N-word mayors or any more fancy N-words here, you know, or whatever. And then people were like. And those are getting fact checked on Facebook and they're like, this is missing context. And it's like, oh, all of a sudden context is important. So it's just like uh, Biden said a lot of stuff back in the day, didn't he? Yeah. OK. Yeah. He said a few things. Um, I mean, what do you expect from a 70 year old white man that I don't know? Like, I hate to be like, because there are awesome, obviously there's cool white people. Bernie Sanders fucking marched with fucking Martin Luther King Jr. You know, he was a real one from day one. Um, and I'm sure there are a handful of others like that, like. The, the sit-in movement could not have happened without the white people that assisted. You know, I'm not saying it was like they fucking did it, of course. You know, right. it's totally all the, the black people doing it. But there were like white people that stood with them, you know? They're like, and I think sometimes that gets looked, that gets forgotten about, right? right. It seems to be like this whole, like, they were all, all the whites were racist. I'm like, yeah, I mean, not well, all of them, but a lot of them for sure were. I mean, I, I know I would never have been the one yelling at the little girl walking into a school that she couldn't go to school there, but... Uh, there were a lot, a lot, of pe- a lot of people doing that. Like a dude, uh, dude showed a an old history picture today of a uh, black uh, woman uh, feeding a uh, breastfeeding a white kid. Right. She's like, but yet they couldn't drink out of the same water fountain. Right. Yeah. They you can be hired know? As a, yeah, as a milkmaid. Yeah. That's about how it went, and that I think that's like what's really always fascinating about uh, like slavery period piece movies or TV shows is there is this sort of like contradiction to of course how racist they all are, you know, because they have slaves and they believe them as property, but also that like some big black woman was raising all their children and was like actually doing most of the motherly roles in like these plantation homes. And it's like, that's really who they thought of as their mom was this black woman, you know, like in that. Is nurturing like there way. was a couple of women in the house that got 
freedom amongst, and they got treated really well. Right. Well, there's you know, there's a way the movies portray it. You know, right, right. There's the the light skin, dark skin thing. Right. I think it goes back a long time. Um, but hey, we're not. We don't know shit about any of that. Um, can all be lies. Dave Spell had a thing happen this week that I was going to briefly touch on because I said, and again, this is just the media portraying shit because the now the media is against Dave Chappelle, right? Ever since the trans stuff, and uh, he spoke up. He has this town in Ohio he lives in. I don't remember what fucking the town's called, but there's this town he lives in and uh, he puts in a lot of money into the infrastructure of the town because he you know, has some money. And so he went into this city hall and was like, if y'all continue with this housing development project you're going to do, I'll pull my money out. And I ain't fucking helping anybody, right? And he said firm, like it was pretty firm about it, right? And that got pitched on the internet as Dave Chappelle use, using his money to be king of this town and he won't let this affordable housing project come into the town. So I was like, well, that can't, I don't know. It just doesn't quite sound well, in character with. Let's look at all the underlying issues. What's the. Well, well I, I, yeah, I looked into it a little bit. And in that article that people were under the comments all hating on Dave Chappelle, I'm like, if y'all would have clicked this article on Reddit, uh, which the headline again was very like misleading. And, and it was that they had this land in this town and of like, fuck, I don't remember how many lots there was. I said it was like 50 lots or whatever, right? Three of them would be for low income housing and all the rest would be $600,000 houses. And then the medium household income or house value for that town is $300,000. So if they did that, everyone's taxes would have went up. And wow. shit, right? So Dave Chappelle really went in that motherfucker and shut down a goddamn corporation yep. with his money. It was like, fuck y'all. But because the man is against Dave Chappelle at the moment, they keep trying to pitch it as he was like, King Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Does this thing. Hey, I was we're like, going to put this so housing community in, but only three of them. Come on, man. Get to yeah. fuck it. Was, and they did that so he could get some tax kickback, you know, right. from some shit. It was like, and now they do it on The Sopranos. There's a season where it's like, yeah. oh, yeah. Loopholes. Yeah. <laughs> you got to love them. Something else that happened very similar to uh, Breonna Taylor. It has not picked up near the, the momentum. I think most people are just exhausted from cops killing people black people in general um is uh i think his name is amir Locke. i believe was his name no knock warrant i mean we're talking about this for a few years now i think no knock warrants are the dumbest fucking thing in the world if i can catch them outside how about that you know instead mm-hmm. of fucking busting someone's house in the middle of the night like we live in america and we're all pro second amendment right and most cops i would say would be as well but yet if you have a gun next to your bed and a cop kicks open your door and you grab your gun for protection because you don't know who it is because they just kicked open your door they're while gonna you're shoot asleep you. they're gonna kill you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. that's all there is to it that's what the world's come to is cops can kick open your door and if you try to do anything to defend yourself they will kill you and they're going in for warrants over stupid shit i don't i mean to i me, guess i i mean I, I think it's and this was the wrong guy it wasn't the right house so it wasn't even for the right guy same thing they have with the brianna taylor shit um i just i don't understand how anyone defends any of it i don't understand how and the only politician who's done anything or tried to of course he couldn't pull it off by himself was Rand paul Rand Paul tried to pass a no-knock warrant ban for, like, the fucking world or whatever, you know, all of America, and uh, I think they didn't allow... That should not be allowed. Didn't do anything. It's the craziest shit. I just don't under... I just don't get it. Uh, Now, if they're holding people hostage, whole different situation. Right. But if you you just can't kick it... Come on, get the fuck out. I mean... (laughs) And, like, when they do go in and destroy these houses, they should have to fucking pay for them, because most of the time, it ain't even their, their property. Yeah. I I completely agree. So I just don't. And what's happened again? And I mean, we I think talked about this back when it was originally starting. Was the defund police thing happens, 
And so a lot of these cities have less money, which means they have less cops doing just the same amount of work. And what you actually needed was to fund the police more so they could like another, like in Italy and other fucking European countries, their cops get like four year degrees, right? Like all of them, like they all go to like university and they're like, it's a respected job. And here it's like, you ain't that good at school. Maybe you should go into law enforcement and you could pass this little thing. And then, Hey, you're good forever. And then I just think, I think the way we treat the cops here as being like, uh, they're just here to catch you, you know, and they're not here to help. They're not really here to protect. They're here to catch you and they're going to extort some money out of you because that's the city runs that we need that money. They should stop trying to be traffic cops. I mean, every once in a while I get like, if someone comes around going like fucking 80 and I'm like, well, where yeah. the fuck are the cops? I mean, I'm the first one to be like, why ain't no cop here? Right? I'll do like guy. five miles an hour over and I'll be getting sirens. Hell <laughs> right. to me. I saw a dude, uh, <laughs> was over in 16th where it was both went green, right? And this dude that had the left-hand lane, he just went ahead and went. Two cops were the first ones in line at the lot that he just cut off. And they just waited for him. And I was like, if I was a cop, there ain't no way I'm pull- I ain't pulling that dude over who just <laughs> cut us off in that shit. So I wouldn't be a good cop. I would be petty as fuck. You know, I would definitely, uh, definitely would not work. Whatever, man. I'd be roaming the streets fucking with these tweakers on the west side. Fuck these traffic tickets. Right. I mean, I do that. I, yeah, I mean, that's what I do. That is definitely better. Um. Something that happened on our Ada Reyes and Reyes page, and we haven't talked about that p- thing in a while, is a lady called out a waitress for changing the tip on the receipt. And I thought I it was quite uh, entertaining a couple days ago. And so someone was like, if your name's Faith and you work at the so-and-so, I think it was like Santa Fe or so, I don't remember exactly. It was like, shame on you for changing that tip. We only tipped you, whatever, and you changed the number. Oh, your karma's gonna get you, you know, as some yeah. fucking old lady type post. And uh, so I, of course, went to the comments because there was like 30 fucking comments. And then, sure enough, like the second one down was like, Well, I sure wish you would have messaged me directly instead of running my name through the mud. And it was faith, whatever. Yeah. And then her, I believe that she changed it personally after reading it because she was so quick with the fids of like, I could have misread a number or maybe I typed something in wrong and we could have always corrected it. And it's like, you know what? No, we can't. How many times you ever double check your tip got put in right? That's fucking pretty rare. I mean, they could rip you off probably pretty easily and shit. There's a lot of trust given there. And so, uh, I don't know. I just, and then a lot of people that work in restaurants defend it. Oh, I've messed up a bunch. I'm like, mm, no, I, I scan know. my, I got this little mobile app. I scan that shit. Like I'm probably on it once a day, at least looking, right. even if I don't spend nothing for a week, I'll still look at the motherfucker. Right. I mean, I do like a general look, but for instance, uh, I got a haircut this week. I don't know if I'm going to go look if it was like 24, whatever, or 25, whatever, you know, I just, I don't know if I will ever remember that. And yeah. my mom's always yelling me to keep a checkbook. Like since I was, you know, got a checking account and I was like, you know, you can go online and, and they have all that. And she's like, yeah, but you need to keep track yourself so you know. And I'm like, so you want me to write everything I spent on my debit card in a checkbook? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, fuck, no, ain't no way I'm doing that. <laughs> but I mean, I think she does. And there are times, uh, like my wife did that forever. She kind of keep a checkbook until I finally convinced her how stupid it was. But I don't think, I think it is smart. I'm just lazy. And then forever, she had like hundreds of dollars more in her account than her checkbook. And she'd always be like, well, I'm scared to spend it, though, because in my quarter, my checkbook, I have this. 
And I'm like, well, let's pull it out and get it even and just set it to the side and see whatever Because <laughs> she had just gotten off. Whatever, man. Sometimes people be taking forever to cast checks. Back in the check day, you right, couldn't yeah. get away with it. That's very true. And that's why they did it back in the day, because it was checks and you had to wait. Someone sent me a check for my birthday this year, and I put it in my car and then forgot about it for weeks. I was like, oh, fuck, I got to cash this. There's like, it's expired. And I bet they're waiting <laughs> and shit. I didn't even think about well, it. You're fucking their account balancing up. God yeah. damn, you ain't cashed that check yet. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing really I have left some basketball shit. I'm honestly pretty disappointed. Uh, Skinny has not showed up to this place yet, you know, but I won't say anything. If he was native, I would say it's Indian time because they're all cool with that term. It's like a funny yeah. thing. I don't know if it's like cool to say that about Skinny's race, <laughs> <laughs> but man, he, he, almost every Monday he comes over and I hit him about seven o'clock every Monday. I'm like, yo, what's up, man? Uh, make some beats if you want to come by, and he'll be like on the way. He lives four blocks, four or five blocks down the road, and then, I mean it's like an hour later he'll show up. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's so crazy. <laughs> but, you start texting him at six. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I think I might have just heard a horn, but uh, that's why I told him like, hey, be here at seven, and then we have another one at seven thirty. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Hell yeah. Um, anyway, only thing I have left really is uh basketball stuff. The first thing is the WNBA. Uh, in WNBA, the Spurs' old assistant, Becky Hammond, she was like the most high-profile female in basketball coaching or whatever. Uh, she moved to the WNBA to coach the Las Vegas team, I think. But I don't remember. One of the fucking teams. And they're going to pay her $1 million a year to coach. Which you're like, all right, that's fine. The max a player can make in the WNBA is 228000 a year. So she is going to be making four times the amount of what their max player can make. Well, she's a coach. <laughs> that doesn't, what, that's not, how it is in any professional sport. Name one professional sport where the coach makes more than the highest paid player. NFL? <laughs> Certain coaches? Nothing, not more than the w- number one guy. I'm saying the highest paid player in the WNBA makes 228000 So this would be like Tom Brady made $30 million, and then a coach made $120 million. Yeah, they're, they're not quite that much, yeah. So, anyway, so a lot of these women are going to go to the Russia because they get paid more money. Yeah, so. there's always the, the WNBA. They've been bitching about pay for a moment. Yeah. Which, but I mean, also, they don't get the viewers, but... You got to bring in the revenue to get paid. Yeah, but I don't think a fucking head coach, Becky Hammond's bringing in revenue. I just don't understand how they're, that's what they're spending a million dollars on. Uh, they're spending a million dollars and hoping she's going to bring championships, so obviously. Well, I think the WNBA thinks people are going to care. I just doubt it. So anyway, Skinny finally showed up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wait on that for a while. Uh, but the biggest news in the NBA is the NBA trade trade deadline just happened. And I know you don't really pay attention. So I'll. I did see some of that. I'll, I, the big one I definitely remember. I don't remember all the small ones, but uh, the Nets and the 76ers had a big trade. So James Harden for Ben Simmons and some stuff. So. Forever, uh, you know, it's been like uh, Ben Simmons wanted out. Everyone's been against Ben Simmons. And I have, too. On this podcast, I have been like anti-Ben Simmons. I thought the way he's kind of like quit or whatever uh, was whack. But I also had this weird weird thing of like, I get it. If my head coach came out and was like, I don't know if we can win with him after we just lost a playoff game. Fuck that coach, too. If I'm the star player, LeBron wouldn't go back and play for fucking coaches said that shit. LeBron said that coach is fucking fired. So if they didn't fire him. I don't know. I'm kind of I get I get it a little bit. Right. But Ben Simmons has always uh, been kind of a diva. 
So you kind of don't want to like him. But I also don't like Joel Embiid, who's on his team. I just never have for some reason. Everyone loves him. And I'm like, he looks stiff. I don't know. You know, I can't get fucking dish breaks off of him. So, you know, they they were beefing. And so I was like, I don't really care one way or the other. Uh, James Harden doesn't. Him and Kyrie, I guess, haven't got along great with the Nets because Kyrie, you know, won't get vaccinated and then can't play in games and shit. But Harden pushed himself out there at the last second and Ben Simmons going to be on the Nets. And I'm personally cheering for Ben Simmons as probably most you can tell in this scenario. Like, I've never been a Ben Simmons fan, but in this scenario, he's going to play with Kevin Durant, the greatest offensive player of all time, in my opinion, and then Kyrie, who's like the best ball handler ever. Therefore, Ben Simmons will have no expectations on offense. He can pass it all he wants to. I know, no, I won't have to worry about Harden being that other, you know, because when you got yeah. three, it's hard to share. Exactly, and Ben Simmons is a defensive guy, and I'm like, their defense sucked this year. So it's like they can all come back healthy because Ben Simmons I think is still it was out. a very smart trade on both. I know, I think both people did well. I really do. I think it's because Harden's a phenomenal player, but hey, it's like you're not going to win a championship. You're not going to win a championship with him, no. I, Obviously, he's he's a, he's a, he's him and Westbrook. They're both phenomenal players, but. They're not going to win championships, guys. See, not- I'm I've I told forgotten when I'm out on Westbrook and whenever he threw a little hissy fit against the Thunder earlier this year. But everyone was hating on him, and I'm like, it is somewhat him, yes, but it's also it's LeBron. It's him and LeBron can't play together. I mean, I think is LeBron wants to be a ball handler. You're a fucking small forward. Get over it. Well, and well, Westbrook. I mean, no, I mean LeBron's being great this year, but Westbrook's he can't shoot. But he wants to shoot. I mean, that's really his issue. That's always been his issues. He can't, but he wants to. Except that MVP season, he put it together. He wants to be Mr. Triple-Double. A couple, another one I remember off the top of my head right now is uh, the Mavericks traded Kristaps Porzingis to the Wizards for Davis Bertans and Spencer Dinwiddie. And Spencer Dinwiddie is like a pretty good, like, Medium of the road, decentish player. Right, you probably haven't heard. Of him. He used to be on the Nets before Kevin Durant went there. Then he went to the Wizards. I knew Porzingis had all the names. Yeah, and then uh, this Davis Bertans guy's this European dude who does nothing but three pointers, and they paid him like thirty million dollars a year. So the Wizards got off these two shitty contracts to take a risk on Kristaps, which I'm like, I think that's a good trade too. And I always hate Dallas teams, so I'm like, hell yeah. Let's Even see if Dallas it don't work, they got to add all that money and they can right. rebuild. Exactly. That's what I thought. There was some other shit, but I nothing. thought uh, they was trying to get Westbrook out of L.A. Yeah, but no one will take him. I mean, <laughs> there was rumor that they would Houston would have done it, traded John Wall for him. But John Wall and Russell Westbrook have identical stats. So like, I don't understand. It's not that much of a difference. But the Rockets would have wanted a first round pick to come with it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so they did. Does Wall shoot as much as Westbrook? Uh, yeah, but I mean, there's an argument to make it's a better fit. I mean, you could probably make that argument, but to me, it's not just Westbrook. Anthony Davis doesn't play that good. Every big that plays the Lakers this year, they're like, oh, I'm going to destroy Anthony Davis because he's weak and they just fucking destroy. Like, it's crazy. And LeBron's been out more this year than ever because he's getting a little older. And, uh, yeah, Westbrook's just not a shooter. And then everyone's talking shit about him. And so then he he like loses confidence. Like you have to, he's kind of like the food and hook. You remember the movie Hook? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't believe in the food, it wasn't there. But if you believed in it, the food was there and you could eat all the fucking food you wanted. You have to believe in Russell Westbrook as a fan base. And then he pulls off some crazy shit. And then you're like, oh, my God, that was nuts. But whenever you're all hating on him, he just is going to self-implode. He's going to throw hissy fits and shit. And so now in the interviews, he's like, well, it's hard for me to contribute when I'm on the bench. Uh, you know, ain't nothing I can do when I'm on the bench. You know, he's like kind of pounding about it. Or he'll say like, well, yeah, it's just hard for me to get back on the game because I'm not used to sitting that long normally and I'm getting back tightness. 
because y'all have me sit on the bench so long. That's not good for me. And I, I don't know. There's something really funny about it all. So anyway, we'll see how that all goes. But I'm going to say the Nets won uh, the big trade. But if the 76ers won a championship, I'm, I guess I'll be wrong. Well, maybe he can go. Maybe Westbrook can go to a shitty team that don't got no other star players and be all right. I bring it back to the Thunder, you know. Just, I thought uh, Thunder. Oh, was they not doing good? I mean, they're doing okay. They have the ninth rated defense in the NBA, but they don't have a very good offense at the moment. They also are however many millions of dollars below the salary floor. You have to spend so much money on your roster, and they have not. <laughs> and um, they thought they were going to make some big trade because there was a rumor they're going to like Tobias Harris. Just give it to him because he has he has like a shitty contract, and then someone had given up a first round pick with him or something like that. But they end up not. So now what'll happen is if they don't sign anybody else uh, to get up up to it, all the players on the team get like a two million dollar bonus, which I think is pretty fucking cool because some of these guys make like less than that all <laughs> right. year, and so like they could get like their whole salary as a big giant bonus. And um, so yeah, hopefully that happens to. I know that took people. like the biggest loss in NBA history, right? This year. Mm-hmm. But then the next time they play that team, they beat them. I think. Right. So, you know, you're like they they bounce back, so they're all right. Uh, someday they they might be good again. But I just need them to put them on a TV station I can watch because <laughs> uh, they fucking ruin that shit around here. You have that fucking Bali Sports Network, and I don't know how to fucking get that. It's on. I think it's only on Direct TV and Hulu Live, which is like ninety dollars a fucking month or some shit. Wow. I remember back when it was new. I get it for like fifteen dollars a month when I was beta testing some shit. Oh, we got Hulu, but it's only like fifteen bucks. Well, I don't guess we got live though. So. Yeah, the one where you can watch the live TV, like it's satellite uh, or whatever. They made that one real expensive now. Like anything people like, they want to charge more. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. I get it, but I remember back when we were ditching cable for the cheaper way, and now it's the same thing. Except instead of it coming through a little cable thing in your house, it comes through the internet that you also pay for. So it's. Uh, they I, got us. They I'm got the, us. I know, but then they're watching. Oh, they use too much. They got to go up the next the next tier. Yeah. I haven't checked on that in a while, but we used to always go over. Yeah, because my, 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 my internet bill fluctuates when my son's home. <laughs> I pay like an extra 80 bucks that month. You're right. Yeah. I used to be like that with phone bills because my mom refused to go to Unlimited. And I was what? like, listen, it's going to happen if you don't go Unlimited. <laughs> I'm going to use some now shit. You're, you, I don't mind. know. Are y'all this old? Back in the day, you didn't even dare to make calls before like 7 or 9 Yeah, it was 9 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, and you did the whole 9. Uh, yeah, yeah. you talk, everybody talked late. Like, you wasn't getting a hold of nobody before 9 because you weren't trying to use those minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, also, I remember just in general, because people, me and uh, other people were talking about podcasting and how some people kind of suck at this when they call in. Some people don't. And I think a lot of it is if they grew up in the landline generation. Like if you stayed up all late talking to some girl on the phone, you're typically a little better at this yeah. than if you don't. Because like people now, they would just instant. Match. I mean, we instant match a little bit there at the end, but it was different being on a phone all night trying to just keep conversations going. Like, all right, well, what about uh, <laughs> what's your favorite food? No, oh, these fucking you? girls call me be like, what are you doing? And I would literally be doing nothing. And I would say nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Well, why'd you call me? See what you're doing. Well, you got anything to talk about? You call me back then, and, oh, I, would hang yeah. up, and I would hang up the phone. Not me. I remember uh, sophomore year. There is this that. new girl, and uh, she called me almost every night for way too long for nothing ever, ever happened. You know, but I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna answer, talk to her for way. You know. Once I had something to talk about, cool. But if they're just like, what are you doing? I think I made out there in a field, so I guess it was worth it. Hell yeah. yeah. Got all these Oklahoma open plains, man. 
Fuck yeah. yeah field I, mean, I, th- I think, think we've all at. woke up in a field or passed out kind of or done something random in a field. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's part of it, For man. me, one of my, f- I mean, not favorite memories of something, but something I think about probably too often. Uh, I had a lot of douchebag friends in high school, right? So like, if you had a chick in your car, they were like trying to catch you, which I would never do that. I would never do that to any of my friends, right? If they had a ch- I would never be like, let me go ruin it. I'm oh. like, you know, like, but I had douche, I had douchebag friends. I mean, you know, and so uh, I remember there was this one place I knew to go that was like only like two blocks from my house, but it was like this dead end alley that I could pull my car in and turn my car off and like no one, yeah, you know, and no or whatever. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I remember like them searching for me, right? And then I'd done whatever. And then when we pull out of this place, I'm like, yes, I had this like one hidden spot because you had to have those spots, especially like right. around a little town. <laughs> Yeah. I know. Well, they, the side of the horse trailers, because they could reach back and grab it like that, and you could prop them up on the fender well. Those aren't great. Also, I also remember just the... <laughs> For sure. I got you. The, the steaminess of cars, you know. I'm so glad we're not there anymore, but, you know, the rite of passage, you know. Couldn't do it. I'm not flexible. Yeah, I think we did it. Middle of I'm fucking, flexible, no. I Middle of a shopping center parking lot in the afternoon one time. Just, oh, you know, fuck it. Especially yeah, yeah. rehab, how to figure out ways to do shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> Get those visits. Like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Andre came through and uh, look at those look at those, those cars not running. Let's park in here. Let's <laughs> blend in. All right. Well, I guess we need to wrap this up so we can do a best of music episode before Snappy has to go to work. Um, busy night for him. You know, you're back on the. What happened to your perfect schedule? By the way. Uh, well, well, me being out, uh, the second job didn't put me back on to Wednesday. And since I had people covering my shifts, I have to work this Friday. Right. I got you. But you'll yeah. be back next week. Yeah, I'm back Monday through Thursday next week. Oh, hell yeah. Well, I was just curious. I forgot to ask. But all right. Peace. Peace. peace.